welcome, welcome to the Run With Us podcast, your show for everything Chicago Bulls. And now, your co-hosts, Michael Lavalarte and Kevin McKenna. Bulls fans, Bulls Nation, those of you who see red, welcome back to the Run With Us podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Kevin, back once again, joined with Michael, of course. Um, and what an interesting week that we just had, huh, Mike? Yeah, that was a, that was a wild week, and it, I predicted it right, actually. I, I, got, the, I got the week right. I was, I've said that the Bulls would win the first two games and then lose the next two games, and that's what happened, unfortunately. Um, yeah, started off the week strong. Yeah, um, we had the <coughs> excuse me Brooklyn Nets and the Hornets. We got two big wins against those teams. The Nets game was interesting because we were down in that game. We were up, we were down, and uh, we battled hard in that one. And you know, I really liked how the team played in in a game where you know we had it was you know it's it, KD was getting wherever he wanted whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. So it was really, can we make the rest of the team beat us? And you saw what Caruso and Io collectively did to um, Kyrie Irving in that game, which was awesome to see because we effectively took him out of the game and we made guys like Royce O'Neal and Patty Mills have to step up and hit shots, you know? So that's great to see because we took, you know, an all-star point guard out of the equation for the Brooklyn Nets. Sure. Kyrie just missed some open shots, but you know, he had he had a hard time getting open. And Caruso is not going to, you know, he's not one to just let you sit there and spam dribble moves. So you'd like to see that. Unfortunately, that, that's not always a consistent story. We saw what Fred Van Fleet just did to our point guard defense. So it is what it is. But started the week strong against the Nets and then got the win we needed to have against the Hornets in a, in a let's say, in a strong fashion. We didn't blow them out of the water, but we did win and win by a good margin. So. Yeah, led for the entire game, never went down in this game, um, outscored them in every single quarter. This was, uh, I, honestly, if I recall, I didn't catch all of this game, but I caught one of the most important things, uh, Patrick Williams' assertiveness. Yes. And this was a great showing from p Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's honestly been playing really well ever since the first week and a half of the year. And, you know, his shot selection still isn't 100%. And, you know, he's he's forcing it sometimes. But, you know, it's better – in my opinion, it's better for him to force and be aggressive rather than just not do anything at all. Like, yeah, there's sometimes you're like, all right, Pat, now's not the time to be aggressive. Like, But then there's other times where it's like, you know, he, he bails us out on some possessions because defenses kind of play so soft on him that he's able to surprise them with a little mid-range pull-up or, you know, even go in the paint. You saw some big dunks in the last couple games for um for Pat Williams and you know with with when Zach Levine's not out and we've seen him what he's missed four games this season already P-Dub's gonna need to step up and you know we, we've been calling his name for a few weeks now I talked about it last week and and now we finally are seeing that you know that assertiveness that aggressiveness and the confidence is, is up you know he, he I mean hey his confidence has to be pretty high to take that shot against the Celtics man uh, it didn't go in but you know he's probably he's probably feeling himself there yeah, no, that's definitely one of the biggest takeaways. Um, we'll get into it a little bit on the later half of these games, but uh, Patrick Williams has been 
a completely different player as far as mindset goes. So that's been interesting to see. The other thing is Zach Levine, you can still kind of see that he's not all there. This was the first back-to-back he played, that being Brooklyn on Tuesday, Charlotte on Wednesday. Levine had 10 points in this game, four rebounds. He passed the ball well, but you could just tell that Levine was not his normal self in this game. And I attribute that to being the first back-to-back of his uh, of the season so far. And his clear need to still find kind of that rhythm. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the whole starting cast really did not perform in that game against the Hornets, which is, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to have a bad game and there's always going to be games where, where, you know, the starters struggle, it's let it be against the Hornets because we don't want that when we're playing good teams. And you saw how everyone stepped up against the Celtics, but you know, look at Vucevic five for 16 against the Hornets. I mean, DeRozan was 2 for 11, Levine 4 for 16, even Io 3 for 10. But then what happened in that game? The bench mob came in and went crazy. I, I think we have to deserve, we might have to make a whole segment about how good Goran Dragic has been this year. You know, we know Drummond has been great. Unfortunately, he's still injured. His shoulder's still banged up. But Dragic has come in and just been a scorer. He's getting everyone involved. And, like, you know... When you see Goran Dragic, you, you know, last year on the Nets, he really was just like a spot-up shooter, and, and he didn't shoot the ball well. But this year, he's got a new kind of confidence. It's like, you know, he, he almost feels rejuvenated, and he's youthful again because he kind of just has the keys of the bet to that offense off the second unit, which is great because he comes in and crafts. You know, he gets good looks. He's a smart player. He doesn't mess up too much. Sure, he's 36. You know, his defense isn't going to be great. He's, you know, he's not the most athletic guy, but but he comes in and he just outcrafts the other bench. And when he puts up 16 points – on six for nine against the Hornets, along with, you know, Javante Green putting up 17 on seven for seven. That's that's a recipe for success. Yeah, I, especially with uh, Kobe White being out. And, of course, Io has been starting due to Lonzo and Levine has not been playing. So Caruso has been moving up to the starting lineup. It's really important to have that guy off the bench. And without – and Drummond's out now too. So without Goron, uh, we could be seeing – a lot of droughts, but this game specifically, um, everyone was playing off the bench. Derek Jones Jr., Javante Green, Goran Dragic. Uh, Caruso only had six points, but he was very effective in the things that Alex Caruso does. He doesn't need to score 15 points a game for Alex Caruso to be vital to this team. So, right. um, but that's beside the point. Goran Dra- Dragic, um, it's like I said, with Kobe, Kobe White being out, Super vital to our yeah. We need we need that score off the bench. But like we mentioned before, Patrick Williams in this game seven for nine, two for three from behind the arc. He was a plus nineteen. He got seven uh, five rebounds. He's been rebounding the ball better in this one, which is or lately, which is something we really need to see because it feels like sometimes it's just Vooch out there trying to grab rebounds and and that 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 hurts because we don't have a lot of size in the team. So the the size we do have needs that rebound. And Williams is starting to play a little bit more physical on that side of the court. But you know, sixteen points was second on the team in scoring or tied for second on the team in scoring. And, you know, this was a game where it was really, he was one of the main scoring options because he was able to hit shots and no one else was, you know, we can talk about the struggles of Levine. DeRozan, just not a great one in this one. Like we're not worried about DeRozan. He comes back and puts up, what did he do? Put up 46 against the Celtics. How many did he have in that game? 46. Uh, Yep. 46 points. So not, it's not like we were worried about it. But, you know, again, they're going to have these games where the Bulls aren't hitting shots. The, the starters, I mean, the stars aren't hitting shots. And 
it's the difference between this year and last year is that we have a bench that, you know, we have depth on the bench. We have scoring, you know, we're not forced to play Matt Thomas as our backup guard because everyone is either injured or we just don't have the talent adding Dragic, getting, you know, bringing Derek Jones back now with, you know, second year players, second year in IO, you know, we even have, we even saw some Dale and Terry yesterday as a more of a rotational piece rather than just garbage time. So I think this team is built to be more consistent, but you know, the title of this episode is going to be Can the Bulls Fix Their Problems? And the problem has been, it, one of the things I notice is they're just, the energy has just been low, especially out of the starters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw, been like, you saw, relying. I don't know if you watched the whole game against the Raptors. I didn't watch the whole thing, but like, you know, we were out rebounding. We were just outworked. The Raptors wanted that game more. They were chasing down the 50 50 balls. They were moving the ball. They were cutting. You know, the Raptors were playing zone for a big part of that game. And even when they don't play zone, they switch everything. So it really is hard to score against the Raptors. And you saw when the Bulls were dive cutting, you know, ever you got, you know, four of the five starters yesterday, you know, you trust a, as good passers in the NBA. Io, Caruso, DeRozan, and Vooch are all willing and able passers. But when no one's cutting to the basket and moving around with, without the basketball, it's tough. And the Raptors did that, we didn't, and you know, we we, we suffered a loss against it. And and that's one of the, the Raptors are one of those teams that I don't want to see in the playoffs because they play a certain style of basketball. Yeah, we match up with them well, but you know, that that style of basketball is built to suffocate the way the Bulls play because they 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 make you move, they make you hit shots. You have to shoot the three while to beat the Raptors. And that was another thing I noticed yesterday. Everyone was hesitant to shoot. Caruso looked like his his shot was just not anywhere close to what we normally see. Without Levine, we didn't really have a three point specialist on the starting lineup you can't rely on Vooch as your best three-point shooter you just can't and I'm sure you saw it too like just the nervousness and the the, the lack of confidence in everyone's ability to knock down the three you know oh no absolutely that's it's been a problem with this core specifically uh, we we are a low volume team um, last year we were low volume high percentage but uh, that comes from very selective shots and the way the league is now it's really important that we have guys who are confident. It, it was good to see Io early on uh, being confident with that three-point shot, but the problem is that's so much pressure on such a young player um, to hold the burden with Levine. And and Vucevic, it, it's not like we anticipated him to um, go back to like Orlando for Vucevic. Now, we expected, okay, Vucevic had a bad year last year. He didn't shoot the ball well. We like to see him come into this year being much more efficient, but getting those points back from where I think he's most crafty, where anyone arguably is, um, would believe he's the most crafty, and that's down low, creating shots with his back to the basket. Um, great rebounder, putting more effort on the offensive glass um, and getting his points that way. So Vucevic has been a surprise three-point shooter so far this year. That really only leaves Zach Levine and Kobe White as your really consistent three-point shooters, especially going into what we anticipated this year. Juan Zagic has been a revelation as well. When you're relying on Kobe White to be a consistent three-point shooter, that, that that's where it gets a little shaky. As much as I love Kobe... The one thing about him is his lack of consistency. So, you know, he might make four one game, but then go over seven another game. That it's not good. And you know, again, it's really how they've constructed the roster. Like you said, this core is not built around shooting. It's built around, you know, 
isolation scoring. Zach Levine, obviously, the three ball is a big part of his game. But, you know, Vooch, Vooch is more the threat of the three, or that's at least how we, it should be. But, you know, he's had to rely on shooting the three and actually proving that he's still capable shooter this year, which he's actually he's actually knocking out some big shots this year from three, which is which is good to see. But you know, it, it, it's it feels like we repeat the same thing over and over again because of how it, how the Bulls play, and I, I don't know whether it's Billy Donovan or the players just you know they they can't change their ways, but you know it's the same problems coming over and again, over and over again. Lack of energy in the starting unit, you know, the lack of scoring off the bench without Kobe White, the lack of oh, lack of a third option or a consistent third option, third, fourth option in the starting lineup between, you know, whoever, either Vooch or Patrick Williams. And, you know, how, how do they fix this? Is it something that they can fix themselves or do they have to look elsewhere and maybe bring in someone new, give up draft picks? Should they look at trading Patrick Williams during the middle of the season. Obviously, it's very early, but when the bull, when a team is losing, these questions are, are are have to be asked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the one last thing I did want to touch on before we move on to the preview of this week, uh, a couple things from the Raptors game last night. Number one, Christian Coloco. Dude, that that man sent some shots back. He had six blocks in this game. And there's a reason why he was starting for them, right? It was a testament to that team in general. It wasn't just Coloco. The Raptors are just so lengthy. It is a problem. Dude, it's amazing how that team is built. They're one of the most interesting teams in the NBA. And I can honestly spend like, you know, another hour talking about these guys because of the way in a normal lineup, they play Pascal Siakam as their center. Pascal Siakam is what? Six, eight. Six nine yeah. maybe, and he's basically their lead ball handler too. Like they gave everyone the chance to be shot creators. Like Fed Van Fleet, obviously you know what he can do. Scotty Barnes too, but they use they use Siakam as their main primary, you know, initiator of the offense. And you know he's probably I think he's averaging almost eight assists this year. He just had a triple double the other night. So the way they play offense is just built around shooting and length, like you said, and just exploiting mismatches and basically just. I guess it's almost a three in the offense. Like you got Gary Trent, you got OG Ananobi, and you got Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is probably the, the out of those three. Scotty Barnes is the best shot creator for himself because he has he has the ability to, to put the ball on the ground and find find a you know a shot. I think Gary Trent and OG Ananobi are three and D players and really good at it. And you know when it comes down to it, they got guys who hit shots, opportunistic threes. And then they have, you know, some really good scoring in Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam. And then their bench is deep. You got guys like Chris Boucher, you know, this this Kaboko guy. And then obviously Thaddeus Young. They got um, uh, who's the other guy that was playing yesterday that was doing well? Oh, Precious Achua. You know, they they really have just a a few forwards that come off their bench, and then the guards just kind of rotate in and out. And you know, we got them again today, so it's going to be interesting to to see how how that offense. How the Bulls adjust to what they the offense did last time? Because I'm looking at the stats right now. You know, Fred Van Fleet hit five threes. You had OG Ananobi hitting two threes. You had you know off the bench people coming in and shooting threes. Everyone shoots. Everyone. It's it feels like just a bunch of guards that that they're playing that happen to be you know have seven foot ten wingspans and are able to block the shot six times. So it, it's really one of the most interesting teams in the NBA. Like I said and. 
we get another chance at him. Back-to-back games at home tonight. Uh, I believe uh, Siakam's going to be out. Levine's supposed to play today, Kev, do you know? Levine is supposed to play tonight. Okay, so hopefully we, we can do something with that. But again, Levine's style of offense is it fits into perfectly what the Raptors want an offense to do in terms of how they play defense. So Levine's going to have to be active and moving without the ball and not four shots up because the Raptors love when you just sit there and play ISO ball because they suffocate that. Everyone on their team defends. It should um, it should be very interesting having Levine back. They sent a lot of double teams at DeMar DeRozan last night. Oh, my God. He was suffocated, man. The Bulls had to really work to get DeRozan off the ball. So bringing in Levine, another high-volume scorer like that, should help that case. Um, but they're just such a tough team, really good defenders. And the what I am very interested to see <laughs> is Patrick Williams will continue his streak. Of, I mean, I didn't. He took 16 shots this game. I could, <laughs> he took 16 I could, shots? Yeah, where did that even come from? I couldn't even tell you all all 16 shots he took. Oh, he went 5 for 16, too. He, well, sure he was did only that. a minus one, so, you know, like, he was uh, still contributing. At least four of those missed shots were Coloco blocking. Patrick Williams wanted to dunk on him so bad. Yeah, I think he did get, he did get a couple of nice dunks in this game, but... I mean, he sure did. Three for six from three for P-Dob. Not bad. No, he was he was looking good from the corner. He had some confidence um, going from the corners. So I, I want to see Patrick Williams do the same thing. More efficiency, of course. But I, I can't say that I have any problem with Patrick Williams going five for 16 because it's refreshing to see him taking 16 shots at all. I agree. <laughs> I mean – When's the last time you've seen Patrick Williams chuck up 16 shots? And a I lot did. of them, like, he was active on the glass, so a lot of those like were just – he had one play where it was, like, three putback attempts on the same one. And I think sometimes Patrick Williams is, gets in that tunnel vision where he's like, all right, I got to stick this back in. I got to stick this back in. Like, just pass it out, Pat. You can get it back. Just pass it out. You got swatted two times. Let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was having a tough time on low. But, again, I like to see that he's active there. He's active on the glass, and he's, he's using that to – boost his offense and that that's really what we like to see but before we do the preview we have a message from our lovely sponsor DraftKings so NBA fans the NBA action is back and it's just getting started and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA new customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins so check this out right now Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and can combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and points scored, and more. When I bet on the Bulls, of course you always got to bet on the Bulls, I do it through DraftKings because I usually look for player prop bets because that's where you can find the good odds. And DraftKings odds are top of the line. Whether it's parlays or just a single bet, you usually have a chance to win a little bit more money because of DraftKings. And, you know, they're basically just giving free money away sometimes with the the boosted odds. And they also give you parlays that they've picked out. They're like same-game parlays. And those are the ones I usually target first because, I don't know, the odds there are just the greatest. And that's where I've usually won most of my money on. So with bigger payouts – than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet in the NBA. 
You guys know what to do. Dra- download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, that's promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, so we got the preview for this week now. The Raptors today at home. God, the Bulls are going to be tired, man. They've played so many games recently. Then we got the Pelicans at home on Wednesday. That's going to be a tough game. Then we finally got three days off. Wow. So we have the 10th, 11th, and 12th off. And then we play Sunday against the Nuggies at home. So we have all home games this week. And we only have three games this week. So that's huge. That's a, that's a blessing, man. Oh, man. I love to see three days off. I used to hate those days. I used to hate not having Bulls basketball for three days. In the, in Me the too, season. but I feel for these but now, now I love it because I know these guys are probably dead. And Zach Levine, you know, Zach Levine's probably – everyone's probably a little bit – just a little bit snappy at him. Like, dude gets to take every other game off pretty much. Like, <laughs> here's DeRozan I mean, out here probably playing like, what, 35 minutes a game? Putting yeah. up 33 years old. I mean, yeah. that's just how it works with your max contract players. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a nice – not an easy week because the teams we're playing are hard to beat, but an easier week in terms of the schedule. And there's no traveling, so it's basically just – Probably the last chill week we'll have all season. If I I don't know what the schedule's looking like in the upcoming weeks, but I don't think there's going to be another week this easy. No, but, so for for this week, I am going to uh, – tonight's game is extremely important. Um, it's our last back-to-back – last game of our last back-to-back until December. So I think it's really important that we hit the Raptors in the mouth. Uh, we take a game back from them. We have a new game plan. We have Zach Levine tonight. I was iffy on it, but I'm saying that's going to be a win. Um, I think Zach Levine coming back and Billy Donovan hopefully making the correct, appropriate adjustments can give us a win tonight. Um, Pelicans on Wednesday. This The Pelicans are such a good team, man. I, love, I, I really do love what they've done with that team. McCollum was such a good pickup. They they got like versatility, they got scoring, they got defense. I I would I'm gonna say the Bulls lose this one. All right, so I think that we will actually catch a dub on Wednesday as well against the Pelicans. All right, so you have them two and zero going into the Sunday game against the Nuggets. I have them one and one. A little sneak peek, a little preview. I'll tell you right now, I have them going three and zero this week. I have us going two and one. I think I, I think the Nuggets, as good as the team they are, with the Bulls seem to play them pretty well. Um, Jamal Murray is back, so that'll be something new. We haven't seen him for a while, but you know, if we've seen anything this year, it's that I feel like all right. This might be a, after what Fred Van Fleet just did to us. It might be wrong, but I feel like we've done a good job against scoring guards so far this year. Um, it's been the, I think it's been more of the forwards and the uh, the front courts that's been killing us because that's where our real that's where our real defensive weaknesses are. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, if 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 Caruso and Io can team up and just clamp down Murray and force you know, and hopefully Jokic is, or hopefully Drummond's back, so you know we can't put Derek Jones Jr. on Jokic. We just can't do that. Like when Vuce is out of the nope. game, there's got to be you know unless Tony Bradley you know puts on his kicks and, and suits up for this one, oh, maybe geez. Simonovic, but. But uh, we need someone to help out Vooch when he goes to the bench, and hopefully Drummond is fine by then. But, yeah, I think the Bulls will win. I think we'll go at least 2-1 and one this week. We, we kind of have to. 
we we can't be doing this thing where we, you know we we lose we're like oh we'll figure it out we'll figure it out like we're not you know we're not the Lakers we're not like what two and seven or something like that but we are five and six and oh, that's that's not ideal for a team that you know is in the same division as the Bucks who are what seven and zero or eight and zero or something like that nine and zero nine and zero wow I'm I'm losing track of how fast these games are going by but yeah we gotta stay competitive because the Cavs are good Bucks are good. I mean, hey, the Pistons are looking somewhat decent this year too for for that team. So the Bulls, the Bulls got to pick their stuff up, and uh, it's going to start with a good, strong performance against the Raptors tonight. And we want to see, like you said, some adjustments by Billy Donovan and incorporating the talents of Zach Levine into that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we're going to have a good week. We we need the good week. We need it. I agree. This this week is very important for the Bulls. Not only because you know it's we need to get back in the win column, but we also need to utilize these rest days correctly, get everyone kind of just that extra boost of energy, and just kind of get everyone feeling right because the energy's been low, just hasn't felt like the same Bulls team that we you know we see some like we get we get treated by a bolt this bull team sometimes sometimes they just come out they hit shots the energy is all there everyone's playing well you know that second half against the first game against the Celtics was like whoa like this team is this that's what this team can be when everyone's dialed in and playing it as as good as they can be but it's the NBA and people are going to be inconsistent can't ask for that every night what you can't ask for is hustle and intensity so let's hope the Bulls start increasing that you know it's a veteran team but they still got to play hard man yeah, no, absolutely. I, the last thing I will say is, please, this is going to be a small tidbit, small rant. Please don't give me another game like the Celtics this week because I cannot stand watching games. I'm a little ADHD. I can't sit here and watch free throws all game. And Tatum and DeRozan shooting 100 free throws combined, that's not actually how many free throws they shot. But that's what it felt like. Please, no more of that. That's not fun to watch Kevin says let him play that yes let him play please as much as it DeMar DeRozan is a, a master at getting to the line it is my favorite thing about DeMar DeRozan he's an artist he he is an artist he can take any situation uh, he could have a def- his defender across the court he'll draw a foul it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable well um, said Kevin so I, I love that but yes please just no more games like that I know it's bound to happen. It's inevitable, but those are just, ugh, they sear my soul. Yes, agreed. All right, so I got the Bulls going 2-1 this week. Kevin's got the Bulls going 3-0 this week. That's, you know, both a, a bit optimistic. You know, we're playing some good teams, so the Bulls aren't going to need to play hard every game. Luckily, we have some time off this week to, to get our stuff back and get that energy back that we've been missing. Hopefully, Zach Levine can, you know, start not missing so many games. But I think that's just going to be about it for this episode. It is a little bit quick. feels a little bit rushed, but, you know, we're on a time crunch today between Kevin's schedule and mine. It's been busy, but we're still going to put out that content for you. So uh, you'll see this Tuesday morning. Hopefully the everything goes to plan with this uh, winning prediction that we have against the game against the Raptors. So we appreciate everyone for listening. And, Kevin, do you have anything you want to say before we close this episode out? Uh, Yeah. Like, follow us on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on all platforms that you get your podcasts on. Um, rate us, leave a review. All of that is appreciated. We appreciate your support. And feel free to DM us for anything that you so desire. 
Awesome. All right, Kev, we'll let you do the honors just in case we don't see you next week. Bulls fans, I'm going to try my best uh, to be here next week. Uh, however, I really appreciate this opportunity, Mike. You know how much I love doing the intro or the outro, I should say. Always. Speaking of always, Bulls fans, always brought with us. Peace out.